Do not confuse this with treatment or mental health advice or direction. Nothing on this podcast is made to supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your mental health caretakers. Although David Koslowski is a licensed marriage and family therapist, he is not functioning as a certified mental health professional in this environment. And same applies to any professional who may appear on the Light the Fight podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Light the Fight. As always, I'm here to give you some insights, knowledge, information, just some things I've learned throughout the years, what helps with your kids and family members and loved ones in your life, and to help you avoid not doing the things that hurts the relationships. Or as I like to remind my clients, when in doubt, always err on the side of the relationship. So what I mean by that is when you're not sure what to do and you got a couple choices to make, Look at those choices and think which one is less likely to blow up our current relationship and which one is less likely to not blow it up and live to fight another day. I would suggest going with one that's less likely to blow it up. So I'm going to answer a couple of questions from uh, our Olympus High School uh, presentation I did a few weeks ago. As promised, every single week I've been answering some of those questions. And so today I got two questions for you. And then the third question I'm going to answer on the Light the Fight Patreon and if you want to go check out the answer to that question, I'll tell you at the end of this episode, what is that question and how you can go ahead and get on Light the Fight Patreon. It is a paywall, so it means you have to spend $5 a month to listen to me give four extra videos and get some extra content. But I think for five bucks, it's not a bad deal. So let's get going on the questions from Olympus High School. Let me start with... Okay, the first question is, what is an appropriate response when your child is rude and disrespectful to you? I like this question a lot because I can go in a lot of different ways with this question. I would like this question to be a teaching opportunity. So I'm going to give you a scenario. If your kid is being rude or disrespectful to you, let's imagine that this disrespect is coming at the exact same time when they're mad and angry at you for not giving something to them that they would like you to give to them. So let's imagine that your kid has asked you to let them go hang out with their friends, do something social, something that they want to do when they haven't done things like, oh, I don't know, their chores, their homework, and all the things that you would like them to do that maybe they've forgotten that they're supposed to do or just they don't want to do it. If it's something, if you are one of those parents that uh, struggle with your kids doing homework, it might simply because your kids just don't really see the value in it and they don't want to do it. So that becomes... Uh, a point of arguing and confrontation at times. Assuming that they're asking you for something, you told them that you're not going to give it to them. And if they become disrespectful, how do you handle that situation? I suggest you give them a helpful reminder. As you guys all know, 
in life, we like to ask, if you have an Apple phone, you like to say, hey, Siri, set a reminder. She's doing her job. <laughs> set a reminder for me tomorrow at 3.30 to do X, Y, or Z. Why do you set that reminder? Because you know from past experiences, you're more likely to forget. Whereas I like to sarcastically say, and I don't remember where I heard this from or if I made it up one day, but I like to tell people the only thing that I can remember is that I always forget. So if you're like me and the only thing you can remember is that you always forget things, you set reminders on your phone. You leave post-it notes if you're old school. You have these little fail-safes that you, that you set up so that you don't forget to do things. Well, your kids, as they're being disrespectful, they don't remember that you are the sponsor of all their fun, most of their freedoms, well, at least you're going to allow them to have their freedoms or not. And you're the one that they're going to come to when they're in need of basically anything that's important. And even little things, they may want you to buy them some food that they want, get you uh, get them some clothes that they want. At those moments when they're heated, too many teenagers and kids in general are willing to go down with the ship. Their stubbornness and their ignorance is a big curse for them. It's their kryptonite. So in the moments where they're upset and they're angry and they say things like, why are you being so rude? Why you, 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 you know, you're being so disrespectful or they're calling you disrespectful. They're saying you're rude or they're just saying, you know, you're such a jerk. If you are one of those parents that even though you may be embarrassed, you've allowed your kids to disrespect you for so long that they kind of get away with a lot of things that you know for a fact that you had been beaten to a pulp or because we know child abuse is not legal, at least threatened and your life made horrible when you were a little kid by your parents. And some of you may honestly, if you're like me, you would have never disrespect your parents, not just because you were taught to respect them, but you also feared them. A lot of you listen to this, your, your kids don't fear you. And if your kids don't fear you, in a lot of ways, it means you've been a good parent. However, if they're not fearful of you not giving them support in the future, they may forget. So your reminder that you can give to them after they're being disrespectful to you you can look at them and you can say something like this. You know what? I'm going to not get mad. And instead, I'm going to remind you that it may not be the best idea to be lashing out at me, yelling at me, saying rude things to me when there's probably a good chance next week you're going to want to go hang out with your friends. Next week, or let's say you know something in the future that they're looking forward to and they're needing your help with. Just say, gosh, you know what? I don't know if it's the best idea to be getting mad and angry and venting at me right now and yelling at me when you still need me to do a lot of things for you. In fact, if I were you, I may consider biting my tongue, keeping my thoughts and feelings myself, and just venting about it to your friend or to your pillow or someone else. Because if you say these things out loud to me and you keep on being mean and disrespectful to me right now may not go well for you in the future. I'm just saying, hey, you're an American. You can do whatever you want. However, I don't know if that's a good move. Your kids will not be motivated and will not, they will not take it kindly if you tell them, how dare you talk to me like this? You know, if I talked to my parents like this, I would have got my beep, 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 beep. How dare you disrespect me? You know, well, you're rude too. If you start going at it with them, you're going to lose that battle because they have more energy because they're younger. Or if you go out, go at it with them and you start uh, hurling insults at them, guess what you're doing? You're allowing them to influence you. They now have a reason to be mad at you because you got mad at them for being mad at 
that you got mad at them because they got mad at you. If you rewind that, it'll make sense. Point is, I don't want you to get caught in being influenced by them. You need to bring the chill and the calm, sensible side. So instead of responding and reacting to what they say, I always do this. Hmm, gosh, those are some pretty harsh words. Thankfully, I know that you won't continue to disrespect me and be rude to me because you're smart enough to know that you're going to want money from me sometime. You still have to earn X, Y, or Z. You still have all these things you need me to help you out with. And I don't know if I'm going to be too motivated to help you out with all those things if you're being rude to me. So, you know, just wanted to give you a helpful reminder. Second question. How do you get your child to invest in their own mental health and well-being? Our daughter struggles with anxiety and depression, but just wants medication to make her feel better rather than putting in the work to get the root to get to the root of the problem. As always, thank you for the question. Another very good question. This question I like I like a lot because it allows you as a parent to influence your kids by using other people that your kids actually would listen to. This comes up quite often. I will have a teenager come into me, tell me that they uh, don't want to do various different things. When their parents try to tell them, hey, if you do these things, then your anxiety will be better, your depression will go down, you'll make more friends, whatever the scenario is that the kids are resistant from. And if the kid says, you know, I don't want to do those things because, you know, that just takes too much time. I've tried all that before. You know, why can't I just, you know, um, have what I want? Sometimes it's medication. Sometimes it's material things. In fact, more often than not, it's material things. A lot of times teens will, will believe that if they just have their parents buy them something or do something for them that usually costs a lot of money, then they would be fine and things would be better. In this case, it happens to be if they could just take medication. Now, again, as the disclaimer says before this podcast, I do not give mental health advice. And since I'm not a medical professional, I definitely do not give medical advice. So medical advice is, I mean, medication is under uh, the um, umbrella of medical advice. So I'm not going to say you should have your kid on medication. You shouldn't have your kid on medication. In certain situations, it may be good for your kid to be medication medicated. In certain situations, it may not be necessary. I don't know. That's not what I'm talking about here. However, if you want your kids to have more uh, ownership and to take more initiative in their own mental and emotional well-being, it's always best to find people that your kids admire, they aspire to be like, could be some sort of influencer, some sort of celebrity, some sort of musician. In fact, I'm so confident in what I'm about to say, I've never had a parent come back to me and say that they couldn't find this. What I want you to look for, if you're a person that wants to motivate your kid to be more invested and to work harder for their mental and emotional well-being, I want you to go to the internet, specifically YouTube, and find people that you know your kid admires and respects and find them talking about, whether it be on social media, on YouTube, in interviews, find people that are opening up about what they've done to improve their mental and emotional well-being. I can't think of too many celebrities, too many young people. Um, and when I say young, they don't even have to be even a full-grown adult. Sometimes teenagers will vlog, will do Instagram posts, share inspiring things, what they did. Sometimes it's reaching out to a friend. Sometimes it's writing music. Sometimes it's uh, therapy, counseling, meditation, yoga, exercise, getting involved in something really difficult, uh, a challenging sport, a challenging hobby. Everyone out there feels the need, when I say everyone, most people out there 
that your kids are going to look up to will fill the need to express their own personal struggles so that the people in their fan base and their followers can relate to them as a regular person, not just as a celebrity. And I hate to say this, but I do believe this is true. Even for the people out there that wouldn't want to necessarily expose all their dirty laundry and their insecurities and their issues that they've gone through in their life to the world, they have agents, they have PR people, they have lots of people in their life saying, it's a really good move if you expose some vulnerability. Because that way, if they try to counsel you or if you make a mistake in the future, you can always go back to saying, hey, I've been open. I've been trying to talk about my struggles. Now, I'm hoping that you can find someone that's very sincere and genuine about sharing their struggles. And when they share their struggles, it's because they really do want to inspire other people. They do want to show that they can still relate to their fans. And they do want to help people in a way so that their followers and their fans can actually feel better mentally and emotionally and physically. Find those people. I don't know who the people that your kids like and they follow, but it could be a gamer, a musician, an athlete, a YouTuber. Most of them, you can find vulnerable moments or at least clips or some sort of reel of them breaking down heartfelt difficulties, challenges, and struggles, and not just what they've been through, but most importantly, how they got through those things. Once you find those, drop those in your kids' uh, DM, slide into their DMs with it, text it to them. Don't ask them just to take your word for it. As a parent, the older your kids get, yeah, I mean, they're still going to listen to you. I'm not saying they're not going to listen to you but they're going to be more influenced by other people outside of the family. That's very normal. In fact, it's par for the course when it comes to their age and their development. As they get older, they want to look for things in the world that they can identify with, that they can connect with and they can relate to. If you happen to be saying the same thing that a celebrity is saying, they may do what the celebrity says and you may sit there and go, wait, I've been telling you the whole entire time to do that exact same thing, but it took Katy Perry to mention it or it took, you know, this fitness guru to mention it before you did it. First off, if your child does take the advice of someone else that just so happens to be the same advice that you've been giving them, do not put that in their face. Do not say that. You can think that and say, oh, that's funny that they'll do it if they, if they said it. But instead, play, play coy. Be like, wow, oh, interesting. Wow, I'm so glad that that happened. Do not put it in their face because then you sound like a, I told you so. Well, if you're looking for credibility and validation for your kid to validate that you're right and that you know what you're talking about, then it becomes about you. If you really just want your kid to get the help, it shouldn't matter who they get the help from and who the message comes from, just as long as they get the message. And finally, I'm gonna answer this last question on my Patreon account. And where is it? Okay. This question, by the way, if you wanna go, if you want to listen to this question, please go to our Patreon account. That's www.patreon.com dot com backslash light the fight. As I mentioned, it costs $5, but with that $5, you get at least four different videos throughout the month. You can submit questions and I can answer your own personal questions on there. And, um, yeah, so please check it out. I, I think it's a pretty good deal just to get some extra content and to have your own questions personally answered by me. Okay. So this question is, I'm having a hard time not riding the emotional social roller coaster with my teens. How do you recommend being there to support them but also being able to keep my mental health and emotions in check, watching and helping them go through hard times. Very good question. As I mentioned, go to Patreon if you want to hear that question. And until next time, thank you guys for helping us to light the fight.